Hi everyone, welcome to the Give Experience podcast. Give is a student-run organization at USC that's dedicated to creating a safe space for conversations about mental health through various media platforms. I'm your president, Helen, and this is your co-president, Jessica. Hey guys, nice to meet you. In this series, we will be covering topics ranging from stress management to adopting a healthy diet and learning to love and care for yourself. We are so excited for you to join us today as we learn to prioritize our own mental well-being. Now, let's begin the Give Experience. Hi, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. My name is June. My name is Tiffany. And today we're going to be talking about self-care. So, hi Tiffany. Hi. How was your wellness day yesterday? Funny you ask, because I'm actually on a gap semester. (laughs) Oh, okay. How's that been? That's been really good because I think that's I mean we can get into it later more but like I guess it adds into the theme of like self-care I just made the decision to do that for myself because I thought that was best for me but we can talk about that more later yeah okay so um now that we've kind of brought up the idea of self-care what do you I've seen a lot in media and also just from USC in general and my professors They all tell me like, oh, be sure to take a self-care day. Make sure you're practicing self-care. But they never really specified what self-care actually means. And I think that is something that I sometimes struggle with, identifying what is self-care and what is not. So Mm -hmm. um, in that kind of aspect, what do you think self-care means generally? Yeah, I mean... In general, I'm like obviously prepare for this podcast, like because like I I do believe that self care is so different for everyone, but in the general sense, it does come down to like I would say the emotional, physical, and like spiritual part of it. I feel like those are like if the most general sense, those are three like parts of it that you could break it down to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For me personally, it's all about balance like about maintaining my health and like physically and mentally and just like other things how about you yeah I totally agree um I am pre-health so a lot of times um I do focus more on like physical things and I think self-care should kind of be treated more like how you take care of your physical health as in making sure you don't get sick Um, things like that I think self-care is really about kind of protecting yourself um, in all of the realms that you just mentioned so spiritually mentally physically Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of times I think of self-care I used to associate self-care with kind of happiness I think right now there's like this societal pressure that we have to be happy but I think for me personally, self-care is not so much about being happy as like being content with where I am in life right now. And also finding ways for myself to kind of maintain that contentment. 
yeah I know exactly like sometimes like when I talk to people and then you you know you talk about your problems or just whatever is stressing you out and like sometimes like like it's just I get annoyed when people are just constantly just like just be positive right or just something like that and it's like yeah like obviously like 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 yeah I'm trying, but it's sometimes like I think self-care it's also a part of it is also just like allowing yourself to like you know address your emotions and like just knowing like what you're feeling right now it's good to like just just like admit it and address it yeah I definitely agree also like for me I used to over the past semester I've been really getting or like spending a lot of money (laughs) using the excuse of retail therapy treating it as a self-care day or whatever but um I really don't (laughs) so for the debate oh sorry yeah yeah yeah. continue like for retail therapy like you totally think it's real right like it you think it helps so my stance on retail therapy is we defined self-care earlier as like protecting yourself or like being in tune with your spiritual and emotional and physical well-being but Mm -hmm. I really don't think that like buying things (laughs) can actually affect that that's me personally obviously it's going to be different for everyone but yeah I personally do not think that retail therapy should be included in my definition of self-care and (laughs) I think that like in the long run it kind of sets me up in a bad way because I am spending more money and so now (laughs) I have less things saved up whereas if I had maybe devoted that time to doing something else um I don't know like reading a book or something (laughs) that can really like calm my mind down um I definitely think that would have helped but yeah what about you what's your stance on retail therapy it's just obviously like I don't really know the medical stance on that but um temporarily I think it's you gotta allow yourself to splurge once in a while you know and um obviously like everything it's like a spectrum like nothing in excess yeah shop you know not, nothing that can actually be a financial issue um but it's okay to just once in a while buy some things that make yourself confident you know Sometimes, like, when I'm really stressed, I honestly just, like, put on a full, full outfit, you know, and, and, and it's, like, yeah. okay, okay, cute. One, yeah. one, one pick in the mirror, and then, like, I take it down <laughs> and like, watch the setting. Yeah, sometimes, like, I feel like dressing myself up or, like, making myself presentable kind of yeah. makes me feel more powerful and, like, yeah. ready to tackle on the things I have to do then. So, yeah, I so- definitely agree. I think that for me, the biggest part of self-care is preventing myself from getting burnt out. I think this is something that I personally have struggled with a lot in the past, especially as a college student. Um, Especially in your field. Yeah. And so I think that a lot of times I see self-care being associated with kind of that relaxation aspect and I definitely do think that is still very important but for me personally I've also noticed again going back to my protective stance on self-care I think that actually doing things that I don't want to do so like maybe like catching reading ahead for a class or like revising my notes um, can also be a practice of self-care so that I don't 
set myself up to be stressed in the future, which is something that I've just started um, being or incorporating into my life. And I think definitely that has uh, been helping me prevent burnout. But is there anything that you do that you think can also help prevent burnout or like help? No, totally. Like, as you said, like, we should be, we should be thinking of self-care, like, like physical health in the same way that like, for example, things like studying, you do, you, it's totally true. Like you do need to pace yourself, right? Like procrastination is, it it can just like somehow at the end, it gets so tiring and emotionally draining. Um, But yeah, I think this can be like a good time to talk about like, like why I decided to take a gap semester because Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so obviously nothing against like USC. It wasn't even just about like the academics. It was just the mere fact that my, so I'm a current freshman in USC and like my Mm -hmm. senior year of, just even thinking back my senior year of high school, it was just so chaotic and just so hectic. And the transition into college was, it was a lot. Like it was like, I was fine. Like it was like, I mean, I, I was, I didn't mind it, but like so many things happened without me processing. I think that was my whole senior year and freshman year transition. I just, you just had to do it because everyone was doing it, Mm -hmm. the transition, but there wasn't much time to process of what was happening. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to college, but like, (laughs) you know, but my first midterm is online, you know, like, like, like it just, it was a long time to process. And so, um, yeah, I just thought, you know what, I saw time, like, I think I'm just going to take a gap and just take some time to just reground. I think that's the biggest, that was the biggest thing for me to just reground and just figure out, okay, is this like, is this the academic path I want? Is this the major I want? Just and have mm-hmm. to add, have the time to actually think about these questions. But yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's super admirable that you were able to kind of have that revelation. I think even now there is kind of a stigma around taking gap years or gap semesters. Um, But like, I really think college is for you and your own personal development. So like, why, (laughs) why should, why should it be a problem for you to like take time to figure things out? Um, So yeah, how's your gap semester been treating you so far? Yeah, yeah, so I totally, I totally love it. I don't regret it at all. But as you said, like, um, if there's one thing that's come out of this pandemic that I would say is pretty cool that like, it, yeah, just destigmatizing gap years and, and gap semesters, like, because I'm currently in Asia, and obviously mm-hmm. that move to the state to the states was especially complicated. So I have a lot of friends who are still here. And it's just, been, it's been so so odd yet fascinating to just know how different everyone is in their life especially mm-hmm. as freshmen some people are online some people are gapping some people are gapping a semester some people are gapping a year it's been it's just every conversation with every every different person I have every friend I have here is just different like everyone's experience is so different it's been really interesting but yeah I've been really enjoying my gap it's been flying by I, <laughs> I like one moment I felt like I was just applying for my gap and I already had to unapply for my gap <laughs> I already had to go talk to my advisor and take my gap like my gap status off already because of registration is beginning soon yeah yeah I, it just flew by um but yeah I've been really having a lot of fun just like 
trying new things I never I would never I never I didn't have a lot of time to do in the past like for example I'm a business major currently mm-hmm. but I so I did but I also have a really creative side so and I don't have a minor yet so like I was like that was like one thing I wanted to consider like maybe like do more creative things right now and see like where that can head me academically mm-hmm. um so yeah just think like literally things like just painting like that's like something I've done with my mom I never painted my, in the past but it was it's been really therapeutic um another thing that I've been I've been trying is but pre-college I didn't know how to drive but uh-huh because the driving age in Asia is 18. So I was so mm-hmm. busy with other things that like I didn't really have much time to drive. But um, one thing I've been doing is that to practice driving, I just got my license. I drive basically like every Monday, I drive to the beach to, mm-hmm. and, I, and I surf with my brother. So like- Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, so like it's, it, it's a fun drive because I live in the city and I don't like driving in the city because it's like kind of stressful. But then, like, the drive to the beach is, like, an hour, and it's all, like, highway driving. So it's, like, more, like, ther- like more, like, relaxing driving. It's, like, it's, yeah. just, like, it's a straight line driving. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's been fun to just, like, surf with my brother, who I also don't usually see that much in a normal circumstance. He's usually in L.A., mm-hmm. but because of COVID, because of COVID, it's just brought, brought him back. So, yeah, it's been, I've been really thankful to have time to, like, spend time with him. Yeah, that's so great. And I really think it's great of USC to actually give us these wellness days because I do think they provide opportunities, like you said, to like try new things, reflect mm-hmm. on what we have been doing. And I really hope it's something that continues like after the pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like as college students, especially, we're kind of always on the move. Um, and like, there's this push for constant productivity and that really doesn't leave time for any like self-development or like reflection of like what we are doing in the process totally like like one day can make such a big difference because like especially like in my high school for example we would have these things called like pd days and it was like when the teachers have like like they have their own training sessions but it's like and it's (laughs) like we didn't have to go to school uh-huh. So it would be like one day, but those would make the best difference. Like that, like one day breaks feel the best when like yeah. when you're like working out. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Like not even just one day, but just a couple hours out of the day can yeah make on your whole experience. So yeah, and I also think that um, I personally used to think of again going back to the thing about the constant push for productivity because I see my peers around me doing amazing things I felt this pressure that I also had to constantly be on the go and doing all of these things so it made kind of that time for self-care feel like um, a selfish act that I should not be engaging in but I think this entire pandemic has really shifted my view on that and um, made me realize that self-care is not selfish um, which is the message that I hope a lot of people have taken away from this yeah totally like I've heard of many people who actually weirdly really enjoyed quarantine um, 
I'm currently in Taiwan and the quarantine here is a strict two weeks. And like, it's like, you can't leave the house like at all. They track you. And um, it's, I've heard people who have really enjoyed it, you know, because especially people who are constantly on the move, it's kind of an excuse to just, you know, just isolate yourself and just, and like do the things that you sometimes wouldn't allow yourself to do, like binge a show, something like that. During COVID, um, I thought that self-care during COVID would look different than like self-care in my day-to-day life. But Mm -hmm. now that I'm, now that things are being lifted, like restrictions are being lifted, I realized that a lot of the same things carry over. Like, I don't think I would change the way that I'm doing self-care now, particularly. And it makes me wonder, like, why didn't I do this sooner? (laughs) Exactly. Like, some things I like, I feel like COVID reinforced about self-care is that, for example, a it's important, like, no matter how long you're in the home, it's important to get some fresh air, right? Like, mm-hmm. my midterm week last semester, I literally, I, ca- I had such cabin fever, I stayed in the house for, I think, a solid week, like, I, like without air, yes. like, without, without outdoor, like, without I'm opening. Definitely yeah, so, um, that was, and you just have no idea, unconsciously, like, how much that can affect you, like, fresh air really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, also, something I've done, I did a lot when I was stressed out was I, I, during this whole COVID period, I've relied on music a lot. Like Spotify is like my godsend. Um, just any kind of emotions, got to blast music. Honestly, even weirdly enough, I don't know about you, but like when I'm sad, I like, I listen to sad music. Like, like I'm not Yes, I do the same. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like that helps. Also like that whole idea of like where our, harsh own harshest critics yeah. I think also applies to that kind of like cabin fever like you mentioned like I used to feel like I had to punish myself for like not studying or like not focusing but um something I've realized is that it is okay to like help yourself like you would help yeah. others um, I actually did this really cool activity in one of my occupational therapy classes mm-hmm. where you get out a sheet of paper, you just fold it in half. And then on one side of the paper, you write things you would say to yourself in times of stress. And then afterwards, on the other side of that paper, you write things you would say to your friends if they were in that same situation. And what was interesting about that was my entire class, we all wrote such negative things about ourselves. Like, why can't you do this? You need to push through this. And then on the other side, for people we love, our friends, family, we wrote like, oh, I know you're going to get through this. I know you're going to be okay. And it's kind of, it shows, my professor described it as cognitive distortion. So like, Mm -hmm kind of that negative self-talk we feel like yeah we don't really treat ourselves the same way we would treat other people that we love but you should really love yourself and so I think like that has been a really big shift in my mindset um this like throughout my college experience kind of associating that it is okay to talk kindly to myself and it is okay to love myself and help myself even when 
I see like my peers maybe doing differently or I think that they're doing better in comparison, like not really tuning into that negative self-talk. Yeah, I think like a challenging but important part of self-care is, as you said, like especially in times of high stress, sometimes I think it's normalized to think, oh, like it's supposed to be stressful, like it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. bad. But and like you make it kind of worse for yourself. But we, I feel like it should be there should be should be normalized to like alleviate yourself of some of that pain. You know, like like actively actively break, actively reward yourself in some way to keep your, to pace yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But again, like, oh sorry, as you said, like you you guys did those like right you guys did those that writing exercise. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so important. Like of like how should we talk to ourselves and like what is self talk? Because um. A big thing that I do therapeutically is that I have a, I have a notebook that I just like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I wouldn't even call it a diary. It's just honestly, like when my emotions are just too much, like when I'm angry or when I'm sad, I just, I just write in it. Like that's my medium. Yeah, I Soft. do the same. I have like this journal. I don't write in it every day because honestly, I just like forget. <laughs> but sometimes when it's like, it gets too much it feels so good to just write all of that out yeah actually for a period of time in the mornings I would do um I had read it in an article somewhere about just like writing like your stream of consciousness for like yeah. three pages without thinking just like write whatever comes to your mind and just don't stop moving your pencil and um, I tried that and looking back, it's kind of interesting, the things that I've written, like it, it, it's interesting to see like your, your flow of thought and like yeah. how you talk to yourself and how you think about other things that are happening around you. And I just think that that's like one of the ways that I practice self-care. <laughs> exactly, like we are like, Honestly, looking back, like when I read my stuff in the past, like I was like, "Wow, you are very dramatic." But yes. at the same time, it's like you know what you need. You needed that, like at that time, you know. So yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And I think this goes back to what we were saying about how like self care is different for everyone. Because mm-hmm. my sister literally does not journal. She hates journaling. She hates writing. <laughs> um so it's funny when she sees me like right in the morning sometimes because she's like how are you doing that you know so like different things work for different people and I think that like especially on social media or like on YouTube when we see like influencers showing us like their self-care day and then oh yeah yeah it's like I've used to feel like oh my gosh this is what self-care looks like this is how I should be practicing self-care but in reality it doesn't apply to everyone like why is their self-care so cute like mine is honestly sometimes just like screaming or something I know (laughs) it's too yeah punching something I don't know (laughs) um yeah like as you said like self-care and like self-talk it's like it's expressing your emotions it's like you can just do it through so many mediums and like, as I said, like I sometimes paint with my mom and then I had this conversation with my mom because right after my semester ended last semester, I made like a painting and like it has this like, I'll describe it as like, it's this girl and then like on the top of her face, like on the, on the top of her head, it's like water exploding out of it. And like, mm-hmm. unco- like 
at the moment, like I couldn't, I did not know like what I I just drew it because I thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. But I painted painted it, I mean. But my mom's like, oh my gosh, that's that's that was just totally you. Last semester. And I was like, oh, like you're right. Like it probably is. Like this is totally me, like deflecting, like reflecting about that. And like so I unconsciously kind of just reflected it on like to like my onto like my painting. So I was like, I had no idea, but in the moment probably helped. Yeah. I definitely agree. Sometimes it's really hard to actually tune into like your own emotions or like recognize what you're feeling. And I feel that too. Like sometimes I'll get really, really anxious, but I just like can't really pinpoint like why or like how I'm feeling even. So I think having those kind of like outlets, whether it be creative or physical or just like social is really important to maintaining your own well-being. So yeah, that is great. I hope everyone listening to this also has figured out some kind of way to practice self-care and tune into your own emotions and well-being. Yes. So the theme of this of the day is was supposed to be like I don't know what self-care is, but honestly, I think my conclusion is that it's okay to like not know right now that like what yours like what your self-care looks like for you but it's just it's important to actively seek it out and be open-minded and just think about like what works for you yeah and there's no better time than this when you're stuck at home (laughs) trying to explore new things but yeah thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast and I hope that everyone can take on this journey of self-care and self-discovery thanks for listening stay tuned for our next episode you can also find more about the give experience on spotify and apple podcasts check out our website giveusc.com as well as our instagram at give underscore usc see you next time